You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs, my favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products, 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard bomb. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%. We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. Fern, the world has been in disarray for much Ever. of the last... <laughs> forever. But, but certainly for almost about a year from now, a year ago, it was right around this time that... Fuck, that's annoying to think about. <laughs> like, I was yeah. good until you just said that. <laughs> it's pretty crazy that it's been a year. It has been a year. <laughs> but I will say one thing you and I have not wavered on is this notion. And then really it's already come to fruition in, in many parts of the States that gyms are going to open back up right now. Mm -hmm. That might mean limited class sizes. Some gyms are, you know, full capacity, but you and I have been saying for months when this happens, CrossFit is going to explode. It's kind of been one of those, What's that term I'm looking for? Like perfect storm. It's been a perfect storm. Think about right. not only from the pandemic perspective showing, I think people learned, hey, and you know, I'm a, I'm a big garage gym guy. You know, I like to train at home, but I think everyone has learned training in your basement, your garage or extra bedroom does not yield the same results as going to the box, being around community, your friends, not just from an intensity perspective, a mm -hmm. matter of doing movements you don't want to do, but being surrounded by friends and, and getting out there, getting coached. So I think there's that perspective. I think there's this idea we've all realized, look, whatever your beliefs are about COVID, it was an eye-opener that health has to be at the forefront. And that's more than just, you know, are you working out? But it's nutrition, which, you you know, we, we all preach. It's, it's getting outdoors. It's stress. It's sleep, et cetera. But then lastly, that perfect storm piece is home office is just in, in a great spot, you know, during this time with all that happened, 
with Eric Rosa at the forefront now, I think it's going to be a great opportunity for affiliates. So with all that being said, our topic, what we're talking about today is, are these boxes ready to take advantage of this massive opportunity? I Unfortunately, I think the short answer is no. And that's really sad for me to say, but I just, I don't think they are. I mean, I just don't. I, there's, there, I have a lot of, I talk to a lot of gyms. We have, you know, we talk to all of our affiliates and this is one of the things that we preach is like th this wave is coming, right? So we're going to see a massive spike that will then dip a little bit and then it'll have some sort of leveling about leveling out as, as people start getting back into something that resembles normalcy, normalcy. Now, all of this is predicated on some assumptions that there won't be this crazy economic collapse and like, who knows, right? But like, let's assume that we will, we will resume something that looks relatively normal. Like, I don't know what normal looks like, but it doesn't look like this, right? It doesn't look like full-scale lockdown. It doesn't look like any of that stuff, which means people are going to be venturing outside. They're going to be getting back into the gym. And I, I disagree with everybody that thinks that this is going to be this massive virtual thing forever because we know that for the most part, like, it doesn't work. I'm not saying it's not effective. I'm not saying it has no validity, but we know that from having dealt with tons and tons of people that one of the number one things that people struggle with, struggle with, if not the number one thing that people struggle with is the accountability aspect of it. It's the number one thing that people come in for. Like if you are having a good conversation, people come in, what are you struggling with? I just need motivation to get in the gym. Like top two answers. Bar none, every single time. I just need somebody to motivate me. I need to, I need to come in here and have accountability like every single time. There's a handful of people that like don't need motivation and those people just want to be in the community. But like it's the small, very, very small minority of people that can buy some stuff in their garage and put it in their garage and train every single day like clockwork. They're just not the norm. They're not. I'm sorry. I know everybody thinks that that is the norm, but it's not. Those people are not the norm. I know tons of people, and you all know tons of people who are listening to this that have equipment that are not training every single day um, in the in their in their office and like making this stuff happen. So like that's a problem. It's not. I'll it's not real life. A great example. It's three o'clock hour time. I told myself I'd work out at nine this morning in my garage. <laughs> you know. So we're six hours later, and with every minute that passes, the likelihood of me going to work out slowly, you know, right. diminishes. And right, that's exactly my point. So I, I don't believe that that's the case. So I, here's here's my big fear: is that this this wave comes and people are not prepared to capitalize on it. Right, like that that is how markets work. Like presented an opportunity, you either capitalize or you miss it. So what are you doing to prepare for that? The answer is most people are doing nothing. They're just waiting for the rush to come back in. And the reality is they have this, nothing has changed about their affiliate in the past year. Nothing. Zero. That's a problem. If anything, many affiliates made this massive pivot to the online space and they're less prepared than they were a year ago for this influx that I believe. And, and let's just, throw it out there we're not saying we may see this you and i work with dozens of affiliates we're already affiliate seeing it universe. we're seeing it yeah. with affiliate you uh folks i'm seeing it personally i had four people today walk in here old clients who have been canceled for any sort of weird reason for like all, four people just today just randomly walk in and be like hey turn it back on i'm good 
nothing like they're just people just like i'm ready i'm over it i'm done we had most people we had them uh we've our highest grossing month ever in january this year ever not post-covid ever yeah and and meanwhile the affiliates that we're working with they're not only getting prepared and dealing with this influx but they're making some smart decisions like with their rates we're having we're seeing them increase rates and and people are so excited to come back in there's there's right. no no one is upset if anything they're like yeah increase our rates we're good like we we it's like when you uh punish your kids and they're like we're sorry we learned our lesson like right. we thought we can work out at home we cannot so here's the deal the, the so this influx and again you can kind of imagine influx to be whatever you want it to be but it's coming the question is, are you prepared to maximize retention on that influx? Or is this, are we going back to the same old song and dance of I've got lead problems. And then when we pop the hood, no, you don't have lead problems. You have retention problems. You're bringing in six, seven, eight, nine leads a month doing nothing like not even trying and you're losing eight, seven, five. So your net gain is three or two. I have no idea if that math is right, but like you get where I'm going with that. So it's not the issue, right? The issue is that people are not keeping them. They're not improving the value that they provide. And that is my fear is that everybody is staring down a massive opportunity to see some pretty significant growth, but they won't keep it. So it'd be like this weird kind of like macro version of gym launch, right? Where I see a bunch of people come in and then it's gone. And you're like, well, that was good while it lasted. It's like, yeah, there was no plan. You didn't change anything. You hadn't looked at like what your service offerings were. You didn't look at improving what you do. You didn't look at like how you run your classes. You didn't do any of that stuff. You're just like, I'm, I'm just ready for when they come back in. And I'm like, ready to do what? Well, yeah, I think that that's, that's the problem, right? Like you said, people are going to come in. They're going to come in and, you know, we were on this call and I heard someone knock on your door and say, hey, get my membership going again. Some, you know, right. we're, we're going to see that. And boxes are going to see whether it's that or these new people that are like, all right, you know, I, I'm feeling more confident being around people. I need to take control of my health. You're going to get the two to 10 people in February and March and April. But like you're saying, it's what's going to happen three months from now when you have your membership base that had been coming in, you have your memberships that unfreeze, and then you have some new members, but you have no plans in place to retain the, I mean, you're going to be right back where you were today because some are going to come some, are, And that's the problem we've worked through with so many of our affiliates. We've shown them, you don't need 20 new leads a month. You just need to retain the people you have. Right. And, you know, we, we kind of refer to it as net three, you net three people every month. That's 36 people. Most boxes can't handle more than that. I, I mean, depending do they, on, they don't need it. Number one, like if you were just to stack that month over month, I don't, I don't, I don't, I couldn't imagine any affiliate. I mean, there are some for sure that are just larger, but who wouldn't look at that and, and do a 12 to 24 a month forecast and be like, yeah, I would totally uh, not want 62 new members, you know, or 72 new members over the next, you know, 12, 18, 24 months net. So just whatever number you have, plus 72 over the next two years or, or, or in other words, doubling your revenue by 150 to 120%. 
Yeah, and let's not give away too much of our secret sauce because I think you and I do have. <laughs> I, I do Your think secret we have sauce. Secret, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I think we have it. Like the the one thing we do really well with our affiliates is teach retention. But we have it. It's one of those things where you and I understand it on such a deep level that it's simple, but it's not. And there are so many things that affiliates need to do better. But what do you think are maybe two or three of the things that most affiliates get wrong when it comes to retention, which is why they can't grow. Cause ultimately it's just that not only here's the, here's the biggest challenge too. It's like you get to a hundred members and now you realize you're not growing because you're not retaining. It's like, you're always dealing with the same generation of members, meaning you never have those veterans that you have a handful but you right. never grow the box to the point where you have like a hundred people that just truly get this thing. And you can, that's when your box is fun. I mean, you're always going to teach. You're always going to try to get your members better, but it's like when you get a hundred people that have been there for two plus years, that's when you have a, that's when you have a, a tribe, if you will, where it's like, I just, these are I, my, just, I just did a sale while you were sitting here talking. I thought I didn't, to be honest, it looked like you were doing some sort of reach around, and I couldn't tell, so oh. I just kept talking. ABC, baby, always be closing. I, That's what I happened right there. Nobody even saw it. Literally just happened off camera. I was like, done. Make it happen. I just kept seeing your hand disappear. And I was like, if that's how they do sales at Rife, you know what? Like, maybe that's module seven in on the, on the, you. On the, on, on the quick, on the quick. What um, happened? What just happened? Well, you just did a sale. So that was a stranger? Mm, not a necessarily stranger, but a sale happened. Yeah. Okay. That's how easy it is. So, but, but talk to me, like I was saying, like, for so me, I, I think, yeah, there's like, I think there's a couple of misconceptions, which is like, there's this, um, so I'm going to push back a little bit, but that's, that's why this works that with regard to secret sauce, like everything that we do is in like, it's kind of like CrossFit, right? Everybody wants the secret sauce and it's like, just to do it better. Like, if we did have a secret sauce, what would we call it? Um, let's see. Let's name it right now. Fernes? Fernanes? <laughs> no, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Fernagret? I'll, 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 I'll circle back on that. I'll, I'll, I'll figure out something. Um, but no, shut up. Stop. The um, do you you need to do the little things better, right? Everybody thinks there's this magic potion or I have to like get this automated system or I need to run this special ad. It's none of that shit. You need to do the small things better. The problem is people, A, don't know what the small things are and then B, don't know how to create systems in order to make sure that the small things happen consistently to the point where it happens every single time. And that's hard to do. That is the rub. It's hard. It's hard work. And quite frankly, for as much as the CrossFit community likes to work hard, when it comes to this kind of stuff, a lot of people don't want to work hard. Everybody wants to be a box owner until it's time to do some box owner shit. Yes, yes. But at the same time, we have a 180-day journey in affiliate university. Where well, there's a lot of people that tout that, right? So like, I mean, I've been through any number of them. It's not about that. It's about how you execute it. 
right? So we could just tell people, we could literally just give them the 180 day journey. And that's only one piece of a very, very large pie that we teach. It is not, is not like just for anybody who's just like 180 journey, like that's going to solve my problems. No, no, it's not. It is absolutely not going to solve your problems. Why do you It'll hate help. affiliate university so much? I hate you. I love affiliate <laughs> university. I hate you. It's, it is a very small piece of a much larger pie. And again, going back to this idea of like all these ideas exist in silos and we have to figure out how they all intertwine and work together. That I think would be the secret sauce is understanding how all of these things work in harmony. That is the disconnect by most affiliates and is understanding like how the onboarding process works with retention, with some sort of social media program, with some sort of uh, event program, like all of these things put together is what makes an amazing gym. And it's not easy. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of hard work. Um, and then you have to put a lot of things in place. That's what I tell everybody when they join. I'm like, this is not easy. Nothing we're doing here is a quick fix. It's not. It's just like CrossFit. Like, hey, you want to learn to snatch? You'd be like, cool. Uh, take that weight off the bar, and we're going to spend the next three months working from the knee. And you're going to get tired of managing an empty barbell. But this goes back to what you were saying. Whether or not we can agree on a special sauce, the truth is, if if you're not prepared, meaning you don't have protocols in place, be it our 180-day journey, someone else's 180-day journey, if there's not some sort of consistency, you know, a new member joins on February 10th and someone else joins on, you know, on February 21st and someone joins on March 3rd, if they're, those three clients aren't getting that same journey, it's no wonder that they're not going to all be retained because they're all having very different experiences. Right. Which is, a, which is a serious problem, which is, which is kind of the genesis of most people's retention problems. Because I caught this person, it was a perfect sale because they were having a good day. And then the next day somebody comes in and I was having a shit day because of whatever you name it. And then they had a subpar experience because everything isn't, this is, this is the difference between really, really good coaches and mediocre coaches. Right. And I explain this all the time at a level two, which is the only difference between those two individuals, somebody who's really, really phenomenal and somebody who's just mediocre is they've just got so many reps on that process that no matter what comes up, no matter how they're feeling, no matter whatever, to some degree, they can put that on autopilot and give a really kick-ass experience. That's the difference. That's what we're talking about with your affiliate too. Is it like, hey, it doesn't matter who's uh, working the front desk today or what day they come in or what time slot they come in. It has to be a machine. Like again, going back to like coaching the air squat, the only difference between, you know, the Adrian Bosmans of the world and the Jason Ackermans, you know, the subpar folks, is that he just does the process faster, Boz, right? He's just got more reps on it, right? And I'm going to give you shit. Like Jay's a great coach, right? But like, and if I would put him against a lot of other people, Katie, he's gonna he's gonna snippet, <laughs> right, yeah, right. He's gonna he's gonna smoke people because there's more reps and the process is ironed out. He knows exactly how he looks at movement. He knows exactly what the process is. He knows exactly what he's gonna say and when. When he sees X, then he's gonna do Y. That should be how your affiliate runs. It shouldn't well, be I like, think- well, I hope we have a good day today. It should be like, no, 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 this is the process. And we iron it out and we continue to iron it out over and over and over and over and over until it doesn't matter anymore. And, and that's what you and I have learned with, with working with, you know, all of the affiliates that, that we do. It's, it's not that we are that much better. It's just that our processes are so ironed out. And like you said at the beginning, it's, 
your members come in because they want this accountability, boxes need that accountability as well. And that accountability becomes who am I being held accountable to to work on this? Because we all know this is the kind of stuff that's most important, but also gets brushed aside. You ever see that Eisenhower matrix of urgent, important, urgent, right. not important, right? right? So I'm bad at this at times. And I know box owners, especially when I was a box owner, it's like- Box owners are the worst right? like urgent versus is, important. This is, I would say not urgent, but ultra important, right? It doesn't have to happen tomorrow, right. but it should be important. But instead, a box owner is going to sit down and work on programming that they should be outsourcing, or they're going to come up with a new specialty seminar in for three months from now or their next party when really this is this is like the nutrition of your box this is right. the foundation right yeah it's it's and i've been there before and i've been i've been in that what feels like you're stuck inside a washing machine just going around just like getting your ass beat and what people need is somebody to kind of pull them out of the fray and say look Here's the things you need to do. Here's the order in which you need to do them. Here's the structure you need to start and put in place. Because every box is going to be different. Here, I can tell you what's not happening in affiliate. You, we're not coming like anybody that's coming. We're not. Everybody that comes out doesn't look the same. Because everybody knows that you walk into a hundred different affiliates, they all look different. So that's not we're, we're not making cookie cutter gyms. They're not like you know like affiliate U gyms where you would walk in and you buy kind of like looking around and be like, oh, this is an affiliate you, Jim. The only, the only thing that you would notice by that or the only thing you would come to the conclusion was is like, they're just doing a kick-ass job. Like that's what we're pushing everybody towards, right? So that's kind of what I, that's kind of my fear is that a lot of people are not prepared for this and they're going to drop the ball. Not only are they going to drop the ball and just miss opportunity or, or just not retain this kind of influx that I do believe is coming, and I could be wrong, but I don't think I am but they will miss opportunity because they're just not even ready to facilitate it. Right. Like how many gyms like legitimately, if I was just like right now, 15 people want to get in and get started in the next 20 days, what are you going to do? 15 people. And, and here's the deal. And you can't just sign them up, put them on a membership and start. That option is off the table because it's a shitty option. People be like, uh, I don't know. I'm going to do uh, PT first. I'm like, what does that mean? What does that mean? PT first. Like you have to design that. You can't just say PT first. No, that just becomes, well, I'll figure it out when they're there versus, you know, all 15 people are going to get 15 different experiences, not just if the same coach took them through, but now you have to realize, you know, realistically two to four different coaches are going to be working with these people. Some are going to connect better than others. And of those 15, four are going to have a kick-ass experience, four are going to have a terrible experience, you know, and, and probably the other seven or so are going to be like, ah, eh, we're okay, right? And instead of 15 for 15 being like, this is amazing, I want to keep this going. So you, it'd probably be better to ask it, like, again, always ask better questions, which is of these people that are going to come in over the next four to five months, how many of them will still be there in 18 months? Based on what we see for most affiliates, not a huge chunk of them. Yeah, I think for most most affiliates, what would you say the average person lasts three to six months? When the highest attrition rate is typically at 90 days. Yeah. Inside and six yeah. months. 
And we could we, discuss the fact that that's why we encourage affiliates to incorporate contracts. And there's a lot of other things we do because once we get people past that 90 day and then 180, they're going to become raving fans of your box. Right. And also, I don't want anybody to take that statement and be like, oh, you just keep people in there by contracts. No, no that's not that's what not we do. What meant. So that's not what we meant. And that's not how it works anyway. That's a, that's a shitty deal. And we don't do shitty deals. The, the, that's what I want people to think about is like, it's coming. What are you going to do to keep them? What are you put, what are you putting in place to make sure that we've improved what we've done, what, what what we've been doing in order to give people the best possible experience so that they do have the best hour of their day so that they bring their friends in so that they help grow the community so that I can continue to give back to the community, have more offerings, improve the facility, pay full-time coaches, take a week off and go on vacation and have three to six months of savings in the bank. That is what we should be thinking about because we just went through this shit storm. And if you roll right back into this and have changed nothing, then this is going to sound harsh. You might need or deserve to have your gym shut down due to just bad decision-making. And I, and I really hate to say that. There's no, there's no other business that I want to be open than a CrossFit affiliates. But if you don't learn lessons, then, then you're bound to make the same mistakes over and over and over. And even if we do see kind of like a 2014 kind of spike with regard to CrossFit, because maybe we do have this perfect storm, we already know what's going to happen two to three years after that. That bubble will come down and you will be experiencing the same thing and you'll just have had a good run in air quotes, but you will have not created anything sustainable. Wait. And that's what we want to pull people out of that and be like, you stop doing this is the definition of insanity. You just brought up a great point, too, in the fact that everybody that's listening, if they own a box, they know one to four boxes that closed around them. So that's you're going to get we, – we have a box in Atlanta that we work with that mm -hmm. I think last week alone got 15 new members what? from another box shutting down. And, and he's not the only box that we work with that's had that, and it's not going to be unique if – you know, it's going to be survival of the fittest at first, but, but that's not over. That's right. What continue. are you, what are you doing? So that when these people come to your gym, right? Like everybody's loss is somebody else's gain. It's just the, the way of the world. Right. So what are you doing? So that when they walk in your door, they're just like, damn, we've been getting robbed over at this joint over here. This place is hot. Let me call my other 10 friends and bring them over here. And that 15 just went to 25. Or like, if you're not prepared to do that or you're not trying to do that by just offering a good service and really refining what you do and putting everything that you do underneath the microscope and rip it apart, then you're going to miss these opportunities. And it's okay if you miss on a couple of them, but it should be this constant evolution of learning and refining just like you would when you're coaching. Okay, that was a shitty cue. Let me try a different one. Visual doesn't work. I have no idea how to demonstrate this fault. Like same thing when it's coming to sales. Like, oh, that sale didn't go. I need to, re I need to redo how like I present this to people because it didn't work that way. And then when I, should I use this phrase versus that phrase? And like, how do I text or communicate with people? Like all this stuff, like it takes rep. I was having this conversation earlier today and I'm like, this stuff takes reps. You don't just get good at it. Like you have to start doing it, which is everything that we design in affiliate you, which is like, we're, we're in do mode the whole time. There's no like waiting. We're like we're doing all the time. And if you're not caught up, then we're going to keep moving. You'll catch up when it's time. But right now we're moving into the next phase because we're, everything is action-based. Like we need to get you moving and understand that like this, 
evolution actually never stops. It just starts to slow down a little bit. That's what and, we want people to get into. And that's what your business is. Your business never stops. Never stops. You know, you, You're never going to be like, I got it. I nailed it, everybody. We're done. There's, there, there's always more to work on. There are times where it becomes smoother. You can spend less time on it, but you're always refining the processes. And But this is perhaps, I don't want to say it's the most, you know, sales is obviously important. You need to be able to close the sales in order to have these people to retain. But you can have the best salesperson in the world if you and your coaching staff is not aligned here when it comes to how do we retain these people? How do we give them the same experience? It doesn't matter. Right. I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, do I need to sit the team down? This is stuff I should, this is the shit I think about all night. I'm like, do I sit the, do I need to sit the team down? Just be like, just ask questions to see if we're all on the same page. Be like, what is the onboarding process for? And just see what answers come out of people's mouths. And now that I'm thinking That's about important. it, prob- I'm probably going to get different answers. I'm like, which at which point means I got to go back to the drawing board and re-communicate that to people. Um, and this I, I'm reading a, a pretty interesting book. Just just bought a stack of books the other day. It's called it's called The Motive. You ever read this book? I've not heard of it. No, check it out though. It's a very interesting book. It's about CEOs, and it's called I think it's called The Motive. It's just like why leaders uh, abdicate their responsibilities, right? And it's talking about like leadership and like leadership leadership first uh, based on reward versus leadership based on responsibility, and one of the things. If you and I was like reading this book, and I'm like, this is, he just goes through this very interesting scenario about these two energy uh, companies that have CEOs and how they communicate and how one basically goes to buy the other one out and then gives his job to the other guy. Anyway, th- what they're talking about is that like your job as the business owner, as the CEO of your company, as the person in charge, is to do all the hard stuff, right? Which is to manage people, to have tough conversations, to make the changes that need to be made right to make the tough calls about like we're raising prices everybody when the coaches would be like i don't think people are going to like it and like i i get it but we're doing it anyway because that's what needs to happen now we're not just going to do it here's the plan right but you have to do all of that stuff beforehand that is where we want people to get to and a lot of it's going to be a lot of juggling 87 balls at the same time like i got a coach i got to redo this other stuff i got to have creative time it's hard like i don't know what else it's like we don't bullshit anybody when they come in I'm like this is hard i'm not selling you some rainbow like it's hard but it will be fun once you get through the process it will be fun because again we're, what you've brought it up before is like what we're trying to get people to do is like if you put in the work when you're done with that, at least designing and kind of tweaking and toying, you're going to own a business that you really love, that you're like excited to go to, that doesn't annoy you, that doesn't give you stress. They're just like, it still has problems. They all have problems. But now I get to solve those problems. I'm like, okay, cool. Like I can redesign this and we'll try it this way and we'll do it a different way. You know, like you should all constantly be in like, you're a sculptor, you're making a sculpture all the time and you're constantly refining it you're never looking at the sculpture and be like i think it's done like nope needs to be refined let's polish it here let's take a little bit off there like it never stops but i think my fear is that there's a lot of people who are just kind of like waiting for the world to open up and think simply by opening that that will solve their problems you will get the benefit of the world opening it up which is great i'm happy for everybody but you're not going to keep it well i think one thing you laid out there that can really help boxes is to have that meeting with the coaching staff. You know, get everybody on the same page, whether that's, 
hey, here's what day one looks like. Here's what day 10, 30, 90, et cetera. But also, what do you think it should entail? What do you like about this? Just getting their input, getting that buy-in from the coaching staff, because ultimately they're the ones that are going to be interacting with these people the most. Or just explaining to them what is going on behind the scenes. You know, the communication never stops there. And I think, and, and I've, I've heard a ton of horror stories about this in this time frame where the gym's like just shut down and they're operating at weird capacity and there's just nothing coming from the top down. Everybody's just like, well, I mean, we're closed. I mean, look, what do we have to communicate? I'm like, everything, everything needs to be communicated. There is nothing that doesn't need to be communicated. Like I'm going through and I think we communicate way better than most, but I'm going through and I'm like, we need to do better. Like there's certain things in here that we just like externally. I think we do actually, I, I actually think we do better communicating externally than we do inside the team. Like Lindsay and I were just talking about that. Like there's some things you got to clean up here. This is clunky. Like it's creating friction. We got to fix it. Like why? Like people are like getting, you know, grouchy at each other. I'm like, granted, it's like a weird week for a lot of different reasons. But like if we had ironed that out, it wouldn't be a problem. You can always communicate better. Not just internally, but you know, with your team, and there's always opportunity to communicate better. I and just really like I, what I really want people to take away, and I'm, I probably sound like a really crazy person right now, but like I, this is really important, bit. right? But I mean, this is really important, man. It is. Yeah. Like I, I, I genuinely feel like this is like people are getting ready to go through, arguably, the most important time in their affiliate's life. It could be important, and you can sound crazy. Uh, I'll take both of those. Two things can be true at once. Right, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, do you disagree? No, I think I've been saying it for months, as, as have you. This is going to be the best time to be – I mean, we have a post. I'm sure if you scroll back on our on our Instagram, there's a post because I remember making it. Like, this is going to be the best time ever to be a box owner, but to your point, only if you're prepared, only if you communicate with your staff and only if you are ready to take advantage of it. If you're you're not, it's gonna be very short-sighted. You're gonna have an influx of cash for one to three months, and then you're gonna be right back to where you are today. But if you do things properly, if you're organized, if you start to think about all the things that you and I have spoke about on this episode, this is going to be the time in the world to set you up for lifelong success as a box owner. I think if people manage this well, they could make, potentially, you could make light year jumps in front of other people around you. Where to the point where they won't be able to catch up, like it will almost be uh, defeating to even think about it. Like the, the like you can make so many gains and do so many positive things that people just quite frankly like give up. They're like, "Well, I can't do that, so I'm just going to give up." Now I don't well, want that, it, but like if you do it right, that could that could be a real scenario. And, and the truth is, whether or not other boxes give up, fail, or succeed, I mean, I believe there's enough for. We're going to see such an influx that you and the box a mile away can be successful. For sure. But you're going to, you're going to set yourself up for the, the, the 
life of your box. Right. There's because, levels of success, right? So like, yeah, that, that box might get some, some, uh, some increase and that might be doing a little bit better, but that's the difference. That's what, not what we're talking about. We're talking about like, okay, they're doing well and everything is, is going the way they want it to versus, you know, you now have, uh, however many full-time staff and are offering benefits and have bought your own building. Right. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff in- that I'm talking about, right? Like, yeah and you're paying yourself six figures yes 100 percent. i think this is the time so it's it's not whether it happens it's it's when it happens and it's also going to be are you prepared for it because the people are coming are you ready to take advantage of it and are you you need to sit down this is the time this is truly the time 2021 i think you're going to see we may go from fifteen thousand affiliates worldwide to 12 or 10, but they're going to be. What did I just see? I just saw. Way uh, stronger. Right. I just saw, I think. Oh, man. I could be making this up. I don't know if you saw this. It was either, I think it might have been in an email that he sent us just about like the number of affiliates. Yeah. We got, I think that was last week. Like, I think it was like 1,100 affiliates in one month. Something to that, to, to the, to, like, I might just be making that up, but like, that was like the increase that they saw. By the way, this is going to not go out. There's going to be podcasts that report on this before us. And we Matt don't really Frazier. report on this. Yeah. Did you see that? Matt Frazier <laughs> right. retired? He retired. He's like, Fern's back in the open. I might as well shut it down. I heard, yeah. He heard our podcast, recent episode about you, you know, potentially competing again. We're not even in the same age division. He doesn't really have anything to worry about. <laughs> he knows. He knows eventually, you know. But uh, uh, I'm not surprised by it. I, I, I thought five, you know, I think I've said it. Like, he, no one's going to touch it. Of course, you know, the same was said about Froning. But five championships is, I think, at this point in the sport, unattainable by anybody else. And good for him I, to... Yeah, I think it's amazing. I just don't see anybody else that has like that level of dominance and quite frankly, maybe that level of, you know, just dedication, psychotic, you know, dedication. Um, You know, it'd be interesting, you know, you know, like we didn't think there was going to be another MJ and then there was Kobe and we didn't think there should be another Kobe and then there's LeBron and like, I don't know who the next one is, but there'll be another one. And people used to say that about you. Here comes Fern, the next, you know, the next MJ. You were Duncan at the Naval Academy. Haven't stopped. You know, haven't stopped. <laughs> They're like, he's still here. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. This is, um, this is what they say, though. You get that success and they say it's hard to train when you wake up in uh, silk sheets. Maybe Matt Frazier's gotten soft. I'm curious don't, to see. I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see what his next endeavor is because he doesn't strike me as the person who just like does nothing. I think it's going to be coffee related. He does like some coffee. He seems to post a lot about, but that, you know, I don't know how much you follow MMA and for the listeners, I don't want to bore them, but you know, Conor McGregor. Well, you started boring the listeners 362 (laughs) episodes ago. Conor McGregor worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And there, there does get a point where for the, for the average viewer, when they see you lose, it could impact your business, right? Like, oh, that's the dude that got knocked out. Forgetting about the fact that you were the double champ in two organizations, right? You know, in MMA, anything <clears throat> could happen. And same holds true in CrossFit. Like, 
that the open can get programmed funky and all of a sudden Ackerman's beating Frazier. There's handstand push-ups, there's burpees, there's lack of range. Is there, of is there like a tie behind your hands division <laughs> that he was competing in? Yeah. He, so, but the point is then all of a sudden, you're, you know, there's a point where going out on top in most endeavors is, is lucrative. The problem is most people don't do it. Right. They want to keep going and then, and then they have that loss or whatever. And people are like, Oh, he's washed up. And then, and then all exactly. of your, all of your notoriety is gone. Like, I don't know if that's him. I, I was, I'm fully confident he would have run away with it yet again. Um, Probably. but the, but the yeah, point but- is like, for what, like, I, I'm like, at this point, I'm assuming he's about as wealthy as he needs to be. What, like, I, we could also probably assume that like the, the money that he's winning in the games is not the biggest thing that he's got going on. Well, that's, that's what I was, I mean, I don't know. I would probably say with wins in the events and the opens and et cetera, say he's grossing 300, 300, you know, right. There's, there's a, there's an opportunity cost there where if I don't have to train four hours a day and I only train one hour, cause he's going to keep training obviously. Right. Right. But, but if I put the, those three hours towards my coffee endeavor or, you know, a whiskey or whatever he decides to do or another sport, money, Oh, interesting. He likes break dancing, shoot. Olympic break dancing. Ooh, Olympic break dancing. Okay. Uh, he likes to shoot guns and maybe he gets into the shooting world. It's like that and that's the interesting is 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 having having that kind of notoriety allows for a very easy transition into another thing because people see you as a very brandable entity. They're like, "Oh, cool. I'll pay you money to come shoot even though you're like, okay. You've already demonstrated the ability to work your ass off and be good at something. Why don't I just repurpose that into this other thing?" Right? So like, I do think people like that can in in a lot of instances, particularly probably in CrossFit because it's such a hodgepodge of skills that you could absolutely repurpose that kind of focus into something else and be just as successful. Particularly if you do it at the right time. You're like, I'm still fresh. I'm still hungry. I just want to do something else. Yeah. Or like you said, it's just eyeballs, right? It's no different than these YouTube people going into boxing. They're not great boxers, but they have millions of followers eyeballs. that will watch them. Bo- right. So- and who are we kidding? People want to see that shit. Like, <laughs> like- yeah. I mean, if Matt Frazier starts shooting guns, I might not watch it, but there's plenty of CrossFitters that don't care about guns that all of a sudden will be caring about guns. I'd watch it. I mean, I do care about guns, but right. You, but the point is, yeah. I mean, good for him. Congrats, five. And, and I guess I don't know. I didn't read in in depth enough. I don't know if they said anything about the game about uh, team competition. No, I don't. I think he said CrossFit. Like, I don't. I think he's not uh, doing any. Actually, I can read. It. I'm pretty sure it's just like I'm done. Good uh, for him. Good for yeah, him. Go I mean, out on top. Enjoy retirement. Maybe him and Sammy are going to get married, have some kids, settle down. That could be good. He he did. Maybe that's okay too. He did make a statement about like family. Um, Yeah. I used to know Sammy used to work at Reebok. Great, great. So today I leave the sport older, wiser, fitter, and grateful. I'm diving into the next chapter of my life with the same hard work pays off mentality. From now on, decisions I make won't be solely based off of how they affect my performance, but how they affect my family, friends, health, and happiness. That's got to be tough, too. I mean, every decision you make when you're at that level of performance, from sleep to what you're putting in your body to where you're sleeping, you know, all those things, you know, stress. 
yeah, it says I just won't be doing it from the competition floor any longer. So I would that to me, you know, hey. means no team. Well so. deserved rest. I would just do nothing if I were him. You know me. That guy could not work out for six years and he'd still be fitter than you. That's fine. I accept it. I accept it. All right. So <laughs> enough about Matt Frazier. Inflammation we're talking about back to box owners. Be prepared. The influx is coming. Be organized. Be ready. You know, have a plan. Be prepared to execute that plan. Of course, if you need help with that, we are here for you. You can message us. We're happy to talk to you a little bit more about Affiliate University. The truth is, you guys know that we do that. We've been doing this podcast for two years before that. We don't do this only to promote it, but at the same time, it's what we're passionate about. It is what we are great at. And I promise you, if you are interested and want to work with us, we're going to help you take your box to the next level. We have a, a track record to prove it, and we're always excited to take on a new client. So reach out to us. Wrap it up for us today, Fern. Sit down, ask yourself some hard questions. You know, what have I done in this time to get ready for what's coming? And if I did bring on 30 clients tomorrow, how many of them would be here in eight months? And why? Why would they still be there in eight, in, in eight, eight to 12, 18, 24 months? Um, and if you struggle to answer those things and you can't point to very specific things, that's what you need to start focusing on. Everything should be intentional. Um, we know CrossFit and the CrossFit community has a lot of great things that just kind of happen by accident, but you don't get to the next level by accident. Everything's intentional at some point. You know, Matt Frazier was training, you know, to some degree by accident for a while. And he was like, oh, I'm pretty good at this. This is going well. And then it was not by accident. Then everything was intentional. Like graduated school, didn't get a job. And it was like, I'm all in living in my mom's basement. This is what I'm going to do. And then here we are. That's what I want affiliate owners to be. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time.